Welcome to NF Teach. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. Really excited to be with you today. I had the pleasure of speaking with Bolo Dave from Nifty League. Uh, I won't even pretend like I'm not super excited about this project because I am super excited about this project. And uh, I think you will be too if you haven't heard of it after you listen to this episode. Uh, we get into what Nifty League is, what it's aiming to do, some of the different mechanics about how this project, this NFT project was built compared to others, as well as what the future has in hold for DGen holders. So without further ado, let's do a quick spot from our sponsors, VinoVest, and then let's jump into it with Bolo Dave. Here we go. Fine wine has long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation. The problem? Historically, it's been reserved for the ultra-wealthy. VinoVest is changing that. If you know me, you know I'm always looking for the next big player in the industry. I was amazed at how easy it was to get started in diversifying your investment portfolio. Wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years with 10.6% annualized returns, proving that the returns can be as robust as your favorite red. VinoVest makes it easy to acquire new investments equipped with a team of world-class sommeliers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time. You own the wines in your portfolio outright. You can buy, sell, and even drink them whenever you want. Go to zen.ai slash nfteach to receive two months of fee-free investing on VinoVest. Be sure to mention that NFTeach is helping you save on two months of management fees. It's time to start investing with VinoVest today. Joining me on the Aspen NFT guest line from Nifty League, Bolo Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Doing great, man. How are you? How you doing, Jeremy? Yeah, man. Really excited to have you on. I have fallen in love with this project. I, I and I'm. I, I always say like I don't really usually have any bags in anything, so I'm never pumping my bags. But I'm just like uh, I'm really excited about Nifty League and really excited to have you on and talk about it because I think there's a lot of people who, even though the game is doing really well and it's so much fun, don't really know much about the project. So I guess let's just start there. Like, what is Nifty League? Nifty League. Well, first off, man, thanks so much for having me on. We're really happy to be here. Uh, yeah, I think with with Nifty League, we are a NFT gaming company. Um, but our focus is really, you know, on that play side. As, as we all kind of know, you know, there's that big buzzword of play to earn. And we've kind of really shifted that narrative to play and earn, like you and I have been discussing. And that's because we really focus on the play side. No one's really going, going to be earning much if no one actually wants to play the game. So our focus is really fun games first, but we want you to be able to own those assets in the game. And, and my kind of personal take is with gaming, like, you know, that we've all played our entire lives, uh, we, we sort of gave our time away to these gaming studios, played our game and, and, and made a bunch of people money. But now I think it's kind of like, it's a total role reversal and a paradigm shift that, you know, how about you get rewarded for your time playing that game and you can own the assets in that game in this decentralized world that we're building. Yeah. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what, what we're doing. Well, and, and 
it's important to highlight. I'm not going to fud any other project. I'm just that's not not the way I roll. But like, I have had experiences with other NFT gaming things, and you you've hit it on the head. Is that they weren't any damn fun. It felt right. like like somewhere between a dental appointment and going to a job you don't particularly like, but you feel like you have to go. That's yeah. sort of what what it what it felt like. And you know, I, I think that if you get involved with Nifty League in particular and you play Nifty Smashers, what you're gonna recognize first and foremost is that the game is fun to play. And right. even if you weren't getting compensated with any token to play it, you would enjoy playing it with your friends anyways. And and you you hit another point, which I think like you're you know, we were talking before we got started about where you are in your life uh at this point, Bolo Dave. As someone who has uh, three boys and two of them are of gaming age and we play Fortnite on a regular basis together, mm-hmm. what I can tell you unequivocally is that that game takes from me all the time. I am buying skins and I am constantly like putting in money into their ecosystem and it's like the game is great and it's a fun game to play, but it definitely hits different when you finish a game of nifty smashers and you had a really good time and all of a sudden you have that like that dopamine hit of having the black screen show up with your nft uh which <laughs> it, is the nft that you you purchased and you see that little uh token balance shoot up it's a lot of yeah. fun is there going to be a multiplier i don't know so it, it just hits yeah. different yeah i think it's really fun when you see that windscreen and you see those coins rally up and uh i, I think a whole part of our process is just to make it fun from top to bottom and that's really a credit to our founders. I mean, N- Nifty Andy, uh, Snarfy McSlappy, and, and Nifty Spike. Uh, they really, just from the art, from Spike's pixel art, everything is just so fun. And it just, it kind of is just comforting. And it's like that thing you remember as kids, it's goofy, it's fun to be. And then, so like even, even the animations are kind of goofy in the game. Uh, you know, the little words that pop up when you fall in the pit. I mean, it's really just, I really feel like there's so much attention to detail. I mean, even now we're doing announcements like in some of the games in the lobby. Uh, I feel like what's so cool about this is that the game gets like updated so much and constantly in real time that the team is really listening to what the community wants. And they really are, you know, putting that in the game, like very, at you know, pretty quick speed. So I think that's a, a really cool thing. Uh, and, and just touching on, you know, with Fortnite, I mean, clearly you're hooked. The game's good, right? Uh, and that's kind of what we're trying to do here at Nifty Smashers. We want the game to be good, but we just want you to be able to own those assets and be a part of this game and developing it. Um, this is just one game in a gaming platform that we're building. This, I mean, we're trying to build a suite of games. So these characters are going to be able to be integrated in multiple games, mini games. Uh, and we're really excited to see what the Nifty DAO you know, can kind of help choose and vote once we get proposals going to help steer that ship as well. Yeah, I've seen other uh, play and earn, play to earn games that are really focused on taking other people's IP and bringing them into the gaming space. Like so so what I I would say is unique is that like, you know, as someone who's going to buy an NFT to participate in in Nifty League DGENs and at the time of recording, um, you can get in as low as 0.55 on NFT 20 on liquidity pool providers. I, I found that through Genie and uh, scooped a couple more up that way. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think the floor is going to go under where it's at. That would be 
my anticipation given how fun the game is to play and when people sort of get the experience of playing it once. And that was the other thing I was going to add. As a gamer, it is sort of at the perfect intersection of not too easy but not too hard when you start. But you will get absolutely fucking destroyed <laughs> the first couple matches you play. And so what, what's been your take on like, how quickly the community has gotten really good at playing this game. I can now go in and win uh, occasionally. I can, like, if I'm playing, uh, oh, gosh, who, who is the person that always torments me? Alien Duck. Uh, Seiya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, I can go in and maybe I'll squeak out one round against Seiya. Uh, right. But, but what's been, in like, watching the community sort of embrace the game and get good at it, has it, like, kind of, shocked you to see people's gameplay get so good so quickly i mean yeah i since, since the game is launched uh on 924 i believe my memory serves me correct uh that was when we minted uh it's been crazy in those what is that four plus months five months that it's been just to see from day one how how good these players have gotten and their their ability to really make some games very quick uh, with the combos. Uh, so it, it, it is a skill-based game. And I realize that can be a little intimidating for new players coming into our ecosystem. They probably want to earn some NFTL. And they probably go, oh man, I'm just getting destroyed, you know, by a couple of these great players. How do I get better? Well, we're, we're actively working on some things to try and like develop like a bot training room or some sort of uh, area to kind of develop some basic skill sets and learn some beginner moves because yeah, based on our player player size right now and matchmaking, it can be kind of difficult to get someone that doesn't have a really high XP, right? And you're, you know, just based on, you know, we have uh, 10 or 12 servers or so and trying to find a game sometimes with, you know, 3,300 holders, I think we have, you know, you, you might not get someone in the first minute, but they're picking up because we have quite a, good player base that's really keeping things going but those players that are playing are getting better and better every day so we're hoping as we attempt to scale up we have some ways to help with xp and ranking and matchmaking so that way those new players um, don't just get annihilated yeah and that, that takes me perfect segue into two aspects of your roadmap that i want to spend some time on uh and that's uh, free to play in rentals. And I, I just want to understand from your perspective, you know, why are those so important to the Nifty League ecosystem? And maybe actually even a level above, just sort of set up what I mean by those. Because for people that are maybe newer to the play and earn sector, they may not really understand what I mean when I even say that. So go ahead and set yeah. up what, what, what free to play means, what the rentals look like, sure. and then why they're so important. Well, the way I see it is that Right now, as you just mentioned, we're, you know, and our floor is about 0.55 ETH. And so the cost of entry could be a little difficult for the average person, especially, you know, the average gamer who is, uh, you know, that's the cost of, you know, two or three really nice gaming systems, right? So it's like a way different, uh, you know, train of thought, I guess. So, because, so, so that's why you kind of have to have other ways and other ports of entry if a degen is that top prize, right? So we believe that free-to-play gets someone to come into our ecosystem. They can be a great gamer, grind, 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 earn enough NFTL to eventually then rent a character, which we're kind of thinking, you know, the, the splits on that, uh, how, how that earning isn't 
completely set in stone, but say it's 70-30, right? And the owner of that, uh, you know, DGEN who's putting it up for renting gets 30% of the winnings and the player gets 70%. So we see that as a kind of this tiered system where someone can come in literally owning no crypto, essentially, uh, and onboard them, teach them to DeFi through gaming, which is GameFi and what we're also passionate about. Um, through this vehicle of NFT gaming. So I really just see it as like this three layers. You can come in with literally no crypto or NFT experience. And if you grind hard enough, our goal is to be able for someone, if they want to uh, really establish themselves in this ecosystem, be able to eventually pick up a DGEN of their own someday. Yeah. And uh, and, and that's why for me, like I, I have, I'm always playing with house money. I've I've, I've sort of, been very cautious. I'm a former educator by trade, so I'm just naturally more risk averse when it comes to things like. And so my whole participation in the space has been take what I, I take my singles and doubles and sort of you know put them into other projects. But like the way I look at this is is very different in in the fact that one the the game is fun to play. Two, I like the art and appreciate the art. Like it's aesthetically my my sort of vibe, I guess, and. And three, like the, the sort of whole ecosystem that's being built around, you know, access for people to play the game that doesn't require 0.55 ETH with, you know, when most people don't just have laying around. Um, it, it sort of has this opportunity to, uh, how do I say this in a politically correct way, create your sort of ecosystem of owners and players, but mm-hmm. do it in a way where the 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 players are actually they're grinding but they're having fun doing it and and that's a, no, no dig at the other games in the play to earn space although i guess it kind of is like it you know it the the it, it can't just be about making money and i think you hit it on the head that like what i appreciate about you, the approach from your team is that it's really focused on creating great games that oh by the way not only are you having fun playing this but you're earning at the same time Right. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's really, really key in, in what makes your project unique. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, and I, I think one thing I wanted to touch on, too, going back to why uh, we have those tiers real quick, is that, you know, it, it, it is really tough to play a game if you only had 3,300 holders. So that's why we have those different ports, too. So we can make that matchmaking better and we can get a user base of, you know, say 100,000 users someday, which is that that's the goal, right, of what we're building. And 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 for this to uh, sustain, you have to build a player base like that. And touching on what you just said, if it's not fun, no one's going to want to come back and play your game. If earning is that only, you know, the only goal or the only outcome, it's very hard to sustain that and keep the incentive to sustain that. Uh, so I, I think it was really nice. I mean, for our game and our ecosystem, the game, we didn't have an earning mechanism implemented uh, until January. And so people just got to practice this game and have fun playing with their friends, owning a character. And yeah, I think I had, I, I, I was kind of blown away just by being able to mint a character on, on, on the Mintomatic and then just seeing it instantly pop in a game. It was a surreal feeling because I'd never been able to do that in a game. And that's what uh, I think is so cool about our project. Yeah, it, it it really is. And the community is another part I wanted to to touch on because as 
as being, I just turned 40 last week, uh, and I also re- sometimes refer to it as being half dead uh, at 40 because I feel really old <laughs> now. But like, like there is in many of the communities a sort of like uh, snobbiness in a lot of instances in this space in particular. And, and I've been around long enough now in NFT terms to, to sort of witness it, you know, I mean, uh, but what that's the other part is like, it, it's, it's cool about participating in this community that if you have like a very 100 level, 100 level question, like uh, my son has his own wallet and his own DGen. He has a doge. I have an ape. And he was saying, Hey, how do, how do I use the, the doge move? And it's cool that you can throw it out there and people aren't just like, you know, jerks or like why do you why are you asking this go read or go watch twitch like people are in the community themselves like i would say pretty helpful and, and it's like a fun community to engage in uh and, and so I, I would love to hear from the community management perspective what has been your guys's sort of approach to how you cultivate community and and you know what have you learned in that area well i i, I recently was just promoted you know to program and community manager uh i've been uh, in this discord since day one. And I was there when we had like 50 people in this discord, maybe 30 or 40 Twitter followers. So I've really seen this, uh, develop from the jump. And, uh, I just have to say thank you because that was kind of one of the things when I found this project, I really just tried to exude the energy and enthusiasm I had for this project and how blown away I was at a project who that just, uh, had a working game at the beginning of minting, not an end result of a roadmap like so many projects. Yeah, are. not a promise, not an empty. It's promise. not a promise. It's not a like buy this and we hit tiers and we do this. No, this team just built things. They kept building and they they're building right now, and that's what I love about them. And I think that just sort of what you know I, I tried to have that resonate throughout the community. They saw. You know, it was funny. I can literally go back to the day where we said bullish, and I was like, "No, I'm I'm boloish. I'm bolo Dave." And then that started, and uh, that's pretty much what everyone says in there now. And it's crazy just how it kind of spread like wildfire. I think some of the, well, all the enthusiasm I had for the game and the team, and I have to say, it's one of my like proudest. <laughs> uh, it's probably what I'm most proud about in this whole ecosystem and project is how welcoming the community is. Uh, I, I think that literally is our greatest utility. And, and, and DGENs have a lot of utility. I mean, they are packed. I mean, we have daily yield. You can play these in a game. You get governance. You'll be a part of a DAO. Uh, the list goes on and on. And we just keep adding utility. But without a community, it's pretty much futile. You know, you, you can't, it, it, you have to have that in order to go on. And so we've really spent a lot of time just making it uh, about the culture about the people, sharing what they make and build, uh, promoting them, uh, supporting them. And now like when you come in, even people that aren't moderators will answer your questions. Yeah, you know, and that's what I love about this community. There's no bad question in in our discord. And um, yeah, I really think that's our, I keep saying this, but that probably is our greatest utility. Well, let's stay there for a second because I think that the web two world, like it's an audience. It's someone who passively digests your content. And then the Web3 world, it's a community. It's like this interactive experience where like you're building something with people versus like standing on a stage singing them a song. And it's a really different 
uh, as someone who who is a VP of community, it's a it's a totally different ethos and sort of way that you're sort of organizing how the 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 community functions. I, I, like I feel like it's it's very akin to when I think about how it was like in in leading a school. Like you have these different stakeholders that you're trying to serve, and they're all a part of what you're doing, and you're trying to build a school that the students agree has a sort of ethos that they're pri- like it, it it's very much a we thing and and very much not a me thing and i think that some you know uh communities have maybe struggled with sort of understanding that interactivity and the fact that you're not really driving it it's and and i think that's really what the board apes did well they gave people these ip rights and they got the hell out of their way and just let creative people be creative and guess what they made really cool shit out of it and and i think that that ethos of not having to control it for people that are maybe traditional marketers is hard for them to wrap their head around. Yeah, I think you uh, you, you you really struck a chord with me with talking about board apes because they're literally a profile pick that had very little utility. I mean, now you know it's, but it was you can't put a price on culture, and that cultural element that they let go and just let it run on Twitter and just rampantly and let people make derivatives and uh, flex them and, and the clothing and all the, uh, it, it just became this phenomenon just to be a part of this club. I mean, they, they basically invented the roadmap in a way, and that was, uh, everyone followed them. And when you're first and you have the cool vibe, uh, yeah, people are going to follow. And I think that's really why what we're trying to do at Nifty League is focus on the culture let let the players promote your product without even asking them. They just share it because they want to share it. You know, I think we have proud DGen holders that just want to be DGens because it's a fun place to be. And money isn't the only objective. Yeah, money is an, is an objective of an investment. But you get so much more, I think, in our community than just that. There's a lot of value uh, um, just being being here and all the friends that I've made all across the world. I mean, I've never been able to do that in any other industry except NFTs and especially in this community. I really feel like I know people all over and I can really say thank you to that to Nifty League. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we wrap up, can you just give people a sort of drop of information on where they can get information on Nifty League uh, if they want to learn more um, because they've liked what they've heard based off of the podcast yeah you can head to our website www.niftyleague.com that's n-i-f-t-y l-e-a-g-u-e.com uh, we have our white paper up there we'll also be releasing a docs page soon with a whole bunch of info on it uh, please also check out our twitter and our discord for announcements um, we, we have quite a bit of catalysts coming up that we're really excited about Uh, We have comic burning. We have some funding round news we're really excited to share, but we can't yet. And uh, we've been actively developing our Niftyverse, which we think is going to really put us on the map as one of the metaverses you're going to want to be a part of. And we're really excited to integrate other communities into that. So Very cool. Listen, Bolo Dave, thanks so much for responding to the weird random Discord DM. I always tell people (laughs) on Aspen Scambusters, Never trust a Discord DM. In this instance, uh, uh, much obliged. Thanks so much for joining. And really, as a holder, a proud holder, really excited to see what the team delivers here in the future uh, and to be a part of this community. So thanks so much. Man, thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. You take care. 
There you have it. My conversation with Bolo Dave is in the books. Hope you enjoyed learning about Nifty Lee. Uh, I'm really excited about that project. Going to be dropping an Aspen Scambusters episode from this past week where we talked about all of the latest and greatest in NFT scams. And also we'll be jumping into this week on Aspen Scambusters, the Open Sea uh exploit oh, really wasn't an open sea exploit it was uh, a fishing attack but either way we're gonna jump into it like we always do on aspen scam busters thursday 1 p.m eastern time as always thank you for listening thank you for the support take care of yourselves and each other peace <laughs>